1: welcome to the morning grind. Uh, I'm your host Travis Mangone here with uh, Josh Sir Giant. We are here to break down the uh, the Thursday slate. We have a solid ten games. We're going to skip the first two games, uh, you know, that start at noon. So we will mainly be covering the uh, the the main slate. How's that sound for you, Josh? You excited for this slate?
2: Yeah, yeah. No need to waste time covering that two games slate. I mean, it's uh, we got a nice, healthy main slate here, so I think we should definitely focus on that. Yeah, everything's good on my end, though. Just excited to get another day of baseball in and uh, and enjoy some nice weather. We got some nice weather here on the East Coast, Travis. You're feeling that in Jersey, I'm sure. I'm right across the bridge here in New York. It feels like the fall weather, right? It's like football weather. It feels good.
1: Yeah, man, that's uh, using my ears here in football weather. I'm excited for, uh, we got the preseason starting up tonight, so don't forget that. Uh, we got uh, preseason for Thursday Night Football, so that'll be fun uh, Fun to watch, too. We got baseball, we got football, and then we got the, uh, the golf starting up, uh, so that'll be, it's going to be a fun weekend, man. I'm pretty excited.
2: Yeah, speaking of football, uh, our sponsor site, PlayDraft, has some really cool formats this season. Definitely changing it up. Uh, best Ball is something that they've introduced, which is a lot of fun. Definitely give it a look. And if you haven't signed up, sign up with the promo code GRINDERS. You can check the Roto Grinders page and the reviews and promo codes—you can see all the cool stuff you get out of that. So definitely give that a look. But yeah, I mean, I'm just like I said, just you know, football's right around the corner. It's it's exciting. Really looking forward to it. And uh, also check out the the preseason package. Right, Seth Yates has a nice preseason package in the marketplace for preseason. So uh, if you want to make some money and get a nice edge, I, I heard people are making some good money off of that. So definitely give it a look
1: yeah for sure definitely check that out uh you know getting those contests while you can there should be some fun ones so uh but yeah we're here for baseball people are here for the baseball talk uh people who are still grinding out in august uh you know they want the content so we'll give it to them uh so yeah josh let's kick it off we're gonna go uh, instead of game by game we're gonna do uh, position by position uh here for this podcast but Uh, Josh, let's kick it off with the top tier. Uh, We'll talk about the pitchers that are above 10.9 to start it off. Uh, We have Sonny Gray at 10.9, New Darvish 11.4, Danny Salazar 11.7, James Paxton 12.3, and Jacob DeGrom 12.7. So uh, these are kind of the uh, the five main guys towards the top that we're going to be really looking at in the top tier. Uh, Josh, who do you like? Uh, Start breaking them down for me.
2: All right. So, you know, this is a weird slate when it comes to pitching as far as we have three viable options in the top tier. Uh, kind of reminds me, like haunting, hauntingly reminds me of the other day where we had uh, Sale and Kluber playing on the same slate, both in good matchups. A lot of people took the route of playing both, and most of the GPP winners had both in their lineup because they both did what they were supposed to do, so uh, it's kind of weird because we do have a lot of options here in the top tier that I'd be interested in, and... um I think I could take Darvish off of the list here for 11.4K. I'm just not going to have too much interest there just because I like the other options more. But the three guys I would have a lot of interest in is DeGrom here against Philly. Lots of strikeout upside against these Phillies. Uh, Danny Salazar, I think, has a ton of upside against Tampa Bay. But my favorite option of the group would have to be James Paxton going against L.A. Gets uh, that nice park boost in Seattle. Pitchers Park. And uh, these Angels strike out. You know, here's the thing. You look at the Angels, you think they don't strike out a ton. But against lefties, they do. 25% strikeout rate. Now, I know there's some limited sample size to this, and it does drop a little bit if you go last two seasons, look at a larger sample size. But this season, in particular, they're striking out 25% is that strikeout rate for the Angels against lefties. Paxton, an amazing 30% strikeout rate this season. And that that's a solid sample size that we have there, too. 30% against righties. So, uh paxton's just a guy i'm gonna have a lot of interest in just because i think i like the park factor and i like the the matchup very much so he's probably my favorite of this group but de is not too far behind him against the phillies how would you rank these three travis i would go paxton Degrom, then and salzar how about you
1: uh yeah it's tough um Uh, I think Paxton will be number one for me, I think. Uh, Angel's got that low run total of 3.05. He's been really good uh, just uh, straight, you know, even in the Boston matchup, right? He had 12 strikeouts. He's, uh, you know, just one of those guys that's been absolutely crushing. uh, Very safe, it seems like, right? Uh, And, you know, it just seems like the upside is there no matter what the matchup, right? He kind of feels a little matchup-proof at this time right now, the way he's throwing the ball. Uh, the real debate is, uh, I, so I think DeGrom is going to end up being number three for me, which kind of hurts to say, but you know, DeGrom has had his struggles on the road. I get we've been wanting to stream pitchers against Philly, right? But uh, DeGrom has really been getting up some hard contact. Uh, I definitely fear, I don't fear the Phillies, but I fear this ballpark a little bit, just the way DeGrom has been playing. They just traded Jay Bruce like... Uh, I mean, this team I just feel like is gonna is kind of deflated right now. So I'm just a little worried about Degrom. He might just be out there, you know, not really caring. Uh, I know it's uh, you know kind of a weird narrative to think, but. Uh, I mean, he just has struggled on the road. He's been getting hit hit hard, too. Uh, and I know the Phillies are not an offense to be scared of, but for some reason, I'm a little worried about the ground. Again, I still think he's a good play, but I just don't think he's going to be as necessary. I kind of like Danny Salazar, though. Uh, he's going to, I think, be number two for me, closer to Paxton. Uh, I get it, right? He's a $1,000 less, uh, so that's a little bit of a nice savings. But... Uh, on top of that, man, Salazar has been really good recently. And uh, his strikeout rate has just been, you know, absolutely incredible recently. Like, uh, you know, this season, Salazar, uh, this season has a 39.7% K-percentage against righties, Uh Against lefties, 24.7%. The issue is walking, though. That's the problem. He kind of can walk some batters. Uh, And against righties, the Rays walk uh, 5.8% of the time. So I I do think this is a good spot for Salazar in this ballpark in Tampa Bay. Uh, He's just been on recently and been on fire. and I think I want to get exposure to him. The real debate with uh, Salazar is is what lineup do the – do the raise uh, throughout there. That's the one thing I'm going to have to watch for and see, uh, because if they throw out a lineup that can be scary, uh, I could see myself pivoting off them a little bit more, but I think Paxton's the number one with Salazar behind. And sadly, DeGrom is uh number three for me uh, hurts to say it, but the, with the way the ballpark is the way he's been pitching on the road and some of the hard connects he's, he's been given up and just, uh, he just hasn't looked as right recently. And just with the Mets being kind of down recently, uh, I don't know. It just seems like a spot where, uh, again, I think the Mets could win, right? Uh DeGrom could have a good game, but, if I had to pick, I think I'm going to go to the, uh, you know, I'm going to go to Salazar for the upside and hope for the best there. But uh, yeah, uh, I
2: yeah, think uh,
1: Paxton's number one.
2: It, yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned Degrom's uh, home and away splits here. And if we look at them, we just dive a little deeper. You can see he's had the exact same amount of innings pitched now at uh, home and on the road this season, uh, 72.1 innings pitched in both sides now. You definitely see a big difference here. Now, while the strikeouts don't drop too much, he's got 88 strikeouts and 72 innings at home and 82 on the road. Uh, You see 70 hits allowed on the road as opposed to 53 at home. You see 35 runs as opposed to 22 at home. You see 34 earned runs as opposed to 20 at home. The home runs double, only giving up seven home runs at home in City Field, which is a pitcher's park, going away to a hitter's park now in Philly. Uh, And he's given up 14 home runs on the road as opposed to that seven at home. Uh, he's walked less batters at home uh, on, on the road. I mean, 16 uh, walks on the road as opposed to 30 at home. Uh, but, yeah, and you see that ERA jump up to, to 4.2 when he's on the road as opposed to 2.4 when he's at home. So uh, there's definitely there's definitely cause for concern with DeGrom on the road, and, and these splits are real. Uh, especially, you know, one thing that sticks out to me the most there is that uh, twice as many home runs – uh give it up on the road than at home so and these philly these philly bats are sneaky they do have some pop if you look over at their iso um you know their iso at 159 against righties uh but you know recently that's kind of been trending upwards and uh they don't strike out as much as you think against righties anymore this season now with this uh this new lineup they've been rolling out only a 19.3 percent strikeout rate against righties so uh i agree that you should definitely be cautious with the grom i don't think it's quite enough for me to drop uh drop him below salzar but i i definitely think that it's close so i think paxton is a clear-cut tough option for me out of that but uh why don't we drop down to these these this middle tier travis this is like a yeah, wait, 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 yeah
1: real quick before we go to the middle tier uh you said you didn't like darvish what about Sunny gray though um i don't mind darvish uh his guy that's in a new situation uh with you know having Grandal there to pitch frame for him, you know, he's just one of the best catchers at that. Uh I don't know. I have interest in Darvish, especially like, you know, if things line up, like he has the pitchers on par, say that that's the case. Say that the Arizona lineup, like say they throw out a really gross lineup. I don't think Darvish is a terrible tournament play. We saw he was on against New York. Like uh, you know, maybe just going to like a new uh team will really like kind of revitalize him a little bit. Uh again, uh I don't know, it's kind of not like a numbers thing, uh, seeing that, but I don't know. I think it's just interesting, right? Uh to see how well he pitched against uh, the Mets that one time. And he has not looked that great most of the year. So I just thought that was interesting. Uh, Dodgers are a minus 160 favorite too. Uh, so they're, they, you know I just think uh, Darvish is someone I'm definitely going to have some interest in here uh, in, as a tournament play only though. But what about Sonny Gray? I know you weren't interested in him. Are you interested in Sonny Gray or no?
2: Yeah, well, let me just clarify. Darvish is a guy that could break the slate any day he's on the mound. I mean, the guy has tremendous talent and uh, the only reason I'm just not interested in him here is I like the, the matchup and, and the spots better for the other guys that I mentioned that are in the same price range, but uh, Sonny Gray, a guy I like a lot more in real life than I do um, for DFS purposes. I think that you can roster him in certain situations at certain price tags, but for 10.9, it's just it's just too close to the top tier price tags for me to want to pay up for him. Uh, don't love the matchup against Toronto for him. I think that this is, uh, you know, for his, his skill set, I think that this is not the best matchup, and uh, while I don't think that he goes out there and gets lit up, I don't think he's going to come anywhere near paying off that 10.9K uh, price tag. So, going to be, uh, be a little cautious there with, with Sonny Gray. Uh, yeah, well, just ju-
1: ju- just so you know, Josh, uh, the, uh, the last time against Toronto in Toronto uh, was uh, not too long ago on the 25th, and uh, Sunny Gray put up 27.3 fantasy points. So, uh, I don't know. Game lock chasers might be there, right? That's something that uh, might end up happening. I'm not sure, but um, I don't think he's a terrible play, but I, I think he's far down on the list, and uh, it just depends on it kind of an ownership on the between Darvish and Gray right whichever one's maybe lower owned, maybe I'll go to but uh yeah uh it's I think Paxton is clearly like the number one in this tier Um uh, and then for me followed by Salazar and Unigrom but yeah the Darvish and the Gray I think are gonna be two guys that end up being low owned and kind of just like uh Kind of uh, become tournament plays that people might uh, might
2: get onto, right? Yeah, I'm also curious about who they're going to put behind the dish for Sonny Gray to put Gary Sanchez back there. The way that he's been playing defense, I just I, again, I wouldn't feel comfortable there. Sonny Gray throws a lot of uh, a lot of breaking balls, keeps them low, and, and uh, that's going to be a pass ball liability to, to move runners into the scoring position. So. Uh, and guys could run on Gary Sanchez now. He's just not throwing guys out. His pop time has actually significantly increased, um, uh, decreased. I mean, as far as uh, throwing the ball down the second base, so uh, that's you know going to be concerned about who they put behind the dish. But yeah, uh, you mentioned Brad Peacock, right? Yeah,
1: uh, no, yeah, we haven't talked about that tier, but yeah, let's get there. We'll talk about the mid tier right now. Uh, Yeah, so Brad Peacock, he seems like the guy that a lot of people might go to at this 9500 range. Uh, What do you think of Brad Peacock here in this matchup?
2: He's like, if this matchup was like a month ago, I'd be all over it at this price tag for Peacock. Does have a lot of strikeouts, but a potential, lots of strikeout upside, and uh, this matchup is is almost as good as it gets in the league against the White Sox. Problem is, it's in Chicago, and this is definitely a hitter's park. And Peacock has not been. The peacock he was earlier in the season, um, it's it's definitely a nice ba- bounce back spot for peacock. So i I can see him, uh, I could see him coming out and, and getting back on track. But uh, I just he's he's not cheap enough to where I'd want to throw him in as my SP two, and he's also not um I he's he's just a little too expensive for me to to roster him as my SP one. So I'm kind of in a weird spot with peacock. I think in tournaments you should definitely have interest because he'll probably go pretty low owned with recency bias um but as far as cash games i'm gonna stay away but yeah like i said in tournaments i think there's definitely merit there i'll probably have some peacock in tournaments just because of the raw upside in the matchup against the white Sox. how about you travis how do you feel about peacock here
1: oh yeah i mean i think the reason is hey it's the white Sox, they're terrible um and peacock has trigger upside like it's not a bad play um Again, he's just gonna. I think he's gonna end up being a guy that I don't end up going to. I think he's gonna. I think he's in this like mid tier range where uh, I, you know, I'm obviously. I think this is one of those slates where you at least have to have one of these guys in the top tier, right? Of ten thousand nine hundred and above. I think you're gonna have to at least have one of them, and I just don't see myself going with Peacock as my SB two. Uh, it just doesn't sound like it's gonna be a guy that makes sense for me to put in there at SB two uh, at this time so i i see myself maybe going cheaper because i'm going to want to be able to get some bats in uh, again i don't love a lot of these pitchers that are below peacock that's going to kind of be the problem we run into but uh we'll, we'll talk about it for sure uh so below peacock what do you think is zach davies in a matchup against minnesota is there any any opportunities for you there i mean the strikeouts have been very limited recently josh you, you have any interest in davies
2: uh yeah his upside has just been too limited uh and it's kind of unfortunate because uh he gets a nice matchup here against minnesota for strikeouts like you know they strike out at a thirty point three percent clip against righties, but Zach Davies' strikeout rate this season fourteen point four percent against righties, sixteen point six against lefties. He's just not a strikeout guy. He's a ground ball guy. He's an efficient guy. He's coming out and he's throwing pretty decent games, just you know by by uh, pitching the contact and getting outs and getting ground balls. But as far as for DFS purposes, just not interested in Davies here.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's understandable. So let's go to the next couple guys. I think this is uh I think this is where it gets interesting in this uh eight thousand to seven thousand dollar range. We have Lance Lynn, Vincent Velasquez, Tanner Rourke, and Carlos Rodon. Uh what's your take on uh these four guys?
2: We got your boy, your boy Lance Lynn is on the mound, Travis. So I expect you to to have a little uh little bias in in that there and have a little interest there. Um but yeah, Vasquez is uh, Velasquez is a guy that um tremendous talent. Do love watching him like I said you know you don't know have a lot of real life favorites he's one of them but uh, he's just too inconsistent for my liking and these Mets batters just absolutely um, just absolutely manhandle righties that throw a, a ton of fastballs um, in the zone and Velasquez is a guy that you know kind of just tries to, to paint the zone with his fastballs get ahead early and then throw those breaking balls for strikeouts the problem is uh, if these Mets hitters jump early in the account they can really take advantage of that fastball so I think I'll stay away from him I don't think it's going to Go great for Velasquez tomorrow. I mean, he could come out and throw a gem like it's Potton's baseball, but um, and he does have the talent to do it. But uh, for the matchup, I think it just doesn't fit well for DFS. Uh, Tanner Rourke, a guy I could just say pass on, just not enough upside there, and he's not particularly too cheap for me to really consider him as an SP2. Um, run, you said uh, Rodon, Uh, I'm just not going to take any pitchers against Houston probably for the rest of the season so uh pass there and did australia in that tier. did you mention australia or, or are we not dropping below 7k yet
1: no no not below 7k yet
2: all right so, um, yeah, so well, yeah, I guess- that's where i'm at i think lance lynn would probably be the only guy if i had any interest in this tier it'd be lance lynn how about you
1: yeah, so I don't mind Lancelin. Uh, I'm a fan of him. Uh, I, I play him probably more than most. Uh, I think he's a guy that will just kind of get me by with with double digits, and that'll be enough on this slate, I feel like, as my SP two, I wouldn't hate it, right, uh, at 7,800. So I don't mind Lancelin. Uh, I'm wondering if he ends up becoming Chalky. I'm not a big fan of rostering Chalky Lancelin, so if that's the case, I might jump off. Uh, but... I don't think he's a terrible play here against Kansas City. I just worry about the strikeout upside. That's the huge issue, right? Uh, Royals only strike out against righties 16.4% of the time. Like, uh, It's just something I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of a worry with, and I'm wondering how chalky he end up being. Uh, the real question is, what's going to go on with Tanner Rourke? Uh, he's looked a lot better recently, right? Like, If you just check out the game logs, last five starts, 23.3 against Cincinnati at Cincinnati, then at Arizona, 354 Uh, In Colorado, 13.9, 17.5. Yeah, that's his last uh, four games. So uh, I don't know. I could see him maybe getting some traction. He's popping in a couple models I'm looking at. Uh, Again, I don't love it, but um, I don't know. Are people going to end up being on Tanner Rourke? Because I just feel like you're going to have to roster some people down here. Who's the guy that's going to get ownership, or is it someone that's cheaper?
2: Yeah, uh, for me, it's it's just going to be a pass on Rourke i just never i never catch work on the right day and it's because there's always better options than work you know so uh, i think that this, this slate is no different i think there's better options and there are some um some routes you could go on the slate and there's one really cheap option that i have some interest in you might call me crazy for it but we'll get to that soon uh, but for yeah this tier no no thank you
1: Okay, yeah, I just figured I'd ask the question. Again, I don't think it's something I'm going to end up doing. I just, I don't know. Sometimes uh, sometimes you see something and you're like, oh, I don't think people will play him. Then all of a sudden it happens. uh Again, I think Lance Lynn's the better play here in that tier if I take anyone. He just seems like the safer option if I had to take anyone here. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, I'll probably pass on Redone and I get Velasquez. He's shown upside of the pass and he could actually crush the Mets here. Just be on the lookout. That Mets lineup could be really bad with Jay Bruce injured. Who knows? Uh, but I don't know. No, we'll see. Or not Jay Bruce injured. Jay Bruce being traded. But yeah, Josh, let's step into the, low, the, the the lower tier now. We'll go from Dan Straley on, basically. This is kind of the uh, the bottom of the basement. Uh, what, what do you think of these guys down here? Is there anything that get, draws your interest here? Because again, uh, we have to roster two pitchers, and if you're not going to end up paying up, uh, we didn't have an interest in a ton of guys below Brad Pe- Peacock uh, and below, so is there anyone here you're interested in?
2: Um, there is, and uh, let me just get the names out and say no this way. You know where I stand. Straley's an O, is an O. Uh, Wade Miley is a no. Skaggs is a no. Chris Smith is a no. Hamill is a no. And uh, Blake Snell is a no for me. But that leaves Anthony Banda. Now, uh, I understand he's a young kid, and um, we haven't really seen a ton of him, but looking at uh, some of his earlier numbers, especially you know throughout his Miley career, the, the guy has really uh, gotten better as time has gone on and and has really like sharpened his skill set. And I think that this is a good spot for him to... Uh, to showcase, I think he has that narrative of being that young kid coming in and being that fill-in starter and really wanting to show what he can, you know, what he's capable of. He threw a good game against the Giants, a team that doesn't strike out last game out. He struck him out, you know, struck seven strikeouts in that game, and plus they let him throw ninety-two pitches, so they're gonna be stretching him out a little bit. He's fifty-six hundred, super cheap, and if you're gonna take, if you're gonna take a. a, a a punt on, on any of these pitchers, I think Banda is the way to go. And it opens up cap for a lot of big hitters if you want them. And this this Dodgers team, as good as they are, um, against lefties, they strike out at a rate of 23.6%. Uh, now I understand the is high and the ISO is high, and there's certainly cause for concern in Arizona when, you know, you see such high ISOs and high WOBAs. But uh, the strikeout rate's there, and, and I think Banda has to strike out upside to pay off this price tag. We don't need him to come out and, and throw like, you know an absolute gem. We just need him to come out and pay off this price tag, and I think that's something he could do here in this matchup. So I'll have some interest in Banda as like, a flyer SP, P two. If you, if you really want to go cheap, I'm not you know in cash, no way. But in tournaments, if you really need to go cheap and you want to get some big bats in, I, I think there's some merit to going Banda here as your SP, two. But that's it for me in this lower tier. How about you, Travis?
1: Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of the band to play. Uh, Dodgers 5.32 run total. Uh, They're just one of the best teams in baseball, and I'm just not attacking them. (laughs) I just don't think it's a winning proposition. But, uh, Josh, if you want to go for it for cheap, and again, it's a tournament dart, so you can, you know, if you want to go for it, sure. But that's not going to be the route I take. If I have to take anyone in this tier, and again, I'm probably not taking many pitchers in this tier, uh, I'll go with Tyler Skaggs. Uh, He's a guy that's been pretty pretty good this year. I'm a fan of him. He's got a K percentage uh, against righties of uh, 22.8% and against lefties 23.1. Again, it's not the biggest sample. That's kind of one of the worries uh, there, but I think he's able to get the job done here. Everyone might look at his last game, uh, you know, off the DL and be like, oh, you know, he wasn't that good. He got crushed by Oakland, right? Uh, And again, Oakland's a team that can mash lefties. uh, And this is just a spot where his first game off the DL, people might be worried about that, but I'm not that worried. I get the Seattle matchup isn't the best, uh, but we're not, we don't have a lot to work with. Like, we're working with garbage here. So, uh, if I had to go with anyone, I think I'm going to go with Skaggs. I just think he's got enough upside here in this spot. He's in a pitcher's park. Uh, I think he can get the job done enough at that price tag where you could be like, oh, 6,200. He got me a 12 to 18 point points around sure uh, sign me up for that so I, I like Skaggs I think he can get the job done if you need a cheap pitcher but again uh, I'm probably not really going down here uh, do you have any interest in uh, Dan Straley against Washington Josh uh, or, or Marco Estrada against the New York
2: no I said it earlier I passed on both of them no thank you there
1: okay and like I'm, I'm assuming that's the same with um, like Miley Chris Smith Pamel and Blake Snell
2: yeah I, I said no to them too if I didn't if I didn't go out of my way to talk about them, I'm not, I'm not interested
1: okay yeah that's fine i just want to check and make sure Um, uh, but yeah i think that's it for uh pitching we'll just head out of pitching but let's uh let's finish it off by just saying uh who's your uh, top three options you had to pick on the slate josh uh you just you have to pick
2: three who are or, yeah you have to pick three which three do you want uh if i had to pick three it's it's going to be the same three in the top tier that we mentioned earlier it's going to be packed right, give me give me give me give me two in the top tier and then like one below
1: well so one two in the two two in the sunny gray and above and then one
2: below Okay, Uh, two in the sunny gray above. I'll go Paxton and uh, Degrom, and I will go down to Peacock for below sunny gray. Right below sunny gray. That's where I'm at. How about you?
1: Okay, I'll go. uh, I'll go Paxton and uh, Paxton and Salazar and. you know, because because uh, I'm sure there's gonna be like a bunch of bats we want. I'll just say Skags as my three from a point per dollar perspective, just because, uh, you know, we need uh we need pitcher we need uh we need money to, to in order to get the uh, batters in there. So uh, I think Skags could be interesting down there, have some upside. But yeah, let's move on to uh, the catcher position, Josh. Uh, what's your thoughts on catcher?
2: Well, you know, if you guys listen to our weekend grind podcast, you know our, our philosophy on catcher is very simple. We like to find a cheap catcher who uh, you know has some pop in his bat and uh correlates to where we're going to be going with the bats so we'll probably stick around that area of um of philosophy again on this slate uh i think a guy like yadier molina is in play here for 3.6 on dk he's a guy that gets passed up on a lot usually like him better against lefties but uh hamill gives up a ton of hard contact and he has the benefit of being in st louis so uh definitely like molina here a lot and um Moving past that, I think uh, Manuel Pina didn't work out on yesterday's slate, but today I think we should give him another shot here against Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson, a guy that just gets absolutely shredded, and uh, this Milwaukee Brewers team coming off that cold uh, cold performance last night. I think their offense could pick it back up here in this spot. And, um, yeah, uh, it's kind of thin. Catcher's kind of thin on this slate. The more that I'm looking, the more thin it looks like it gets. So, uh you know, it's just gonna come down, like I said, to a cheap catcher who, who correlates to where my lineup builds go. So, uh, there's no catcher here that I'm gonna spend up on. That's for sure. Uh, I'll probably just end up going going uh, to the, the cheap catcher that's on wherever I have a lot of bats, and probably kind of like fill it in last. Um, but right now, if I had to like pick two guys I'm really interested in this, in this position, it would be uh, Molina and Pina. How about you, Travis?
1: Uh Yeah, oh, man, it's definitely not a pitcher. I like uh, Molina is hot right now. I understand if you want to play him against a guy like Camel, uh, it makes some sense. Uh, if I have the money for Gary the Goat Sanchez, like I'm going to play him. Uh, he's Gary's hitting a lot of home runs against Rays this year, against a flyball pitcher, and Estrada. Uh, I mean, that just makes a ton of sense for me. Uh, I would definitely play Gary Sanchez here if I have the money. Uh, but again, uh, money might be a, pretty, a little bit of an issue since we want to pay up a pitcher. So it's going to be a spot where I think I... Uh, I know this like a lame answer, but I probably wait uh, till the lineups come out, and I see if there's any catchers that end up popping that are just super cheap that can help make my lineup work so I can pay up uh, a pitcher a lot. Uh, at least in my cash games, for sure. Uh, in tournaments, I'll probably try and correlate them you know, as best as I can, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, I like uh, Yasmani Grandal against Banda. I think he's an interesting option. If Austin Barnes is in the lineup, too, I would go him. Uh, I Grandal, I normally like more when he's against a righty, but uh, you know, it's just the exposure to that uh, Los Angeles Dodgers offense at the catcher it's just not a bad idea, and I don't know if Austin Barnes will be in there. If Austin Barnes is in there, I definitely think I'd have some interest. Uh, I think, you know, Dan Straley is a flyball guy, and Matt Weeders is a guy that uh, I, I don't love rostering, right? But he's kind of a streaky hitter, and uh, he's been hitting the ball pretty well recently if you look. Uh, since uh, the start of August, right, two, two, ten, twenty-two, five, uh, you know, he's getting some points. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't hate it, right? Uh, if you have, if you can put him in there, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Uh, he seems to be hitting the ball pretty well recently, so I don't hate that as a play. But again, yeah, catcher is not a position I love. Uh, I also could see going to Jason Cash or Just uh, he's a catcher that has tons of home run pop in uh you know in Milwaukee and a good lefty uh, park for hitters uh, if you want to take like that one off cheap catcher that you think could go yard I think Jason Castro is that guy so uh yeah uh, that's it for catcher though I think it's one of those things we really have to wait for lineups to come out to really uh, give a full evaluation on it but those are some guys that I think we you know have some interest in uh but let's head over to first Josh uh, who do you like at first base
2: yeah, uh, just a quick heads up, uh, as the day goes on, the laps come out, we'll probably have a better feel of where we're going to catch her. And if you want to keep up on where we're at, you can follow us both on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. Follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. But, yeah, first base, loaded position as usual. Uh, if we're going to pay up for options, there's a few options we could look at. I think E5 is in a good spot here against Blake Snell. Always interested in his uh, bat against the lefty. Problem there is the park downgrade uh, in Tropicana, so that's going to make you a little bit hesitant. Uh, really do like Matt Carpenter against Hamill. Again, makes a nice, fine uh, correlation play to Yadier Molina if you're going to go that route at catcher. Um, like Carpenter a lot. Another pay-up option we could look at here is Uleski Garriel. Now, Uli uh, has gotten very expensive at 5.1, but gets a good matchup here against Radon. Now, his numbers against righties are very, very uh, solid, pretty elite. But his numbers against lefties are solid too. He has lots of pop in his bat, and um, I think in you uh, know at the stadium here against the White Sox, I think he gets a nice upgrade for hitters. So uh, definitely would have some interest there, paying up uh, for a mid-tier option. I like a guy like Eric Thames, or like you know he's kind of a value option on DraftKings at that price tag, three point eight, and he's multi-position eligible. You could also play him in the outfield, so first base and outfield like Eric Thames a lot here uh, in Milwaukee. Fa- you know, fabulous. I'll use that word, fabulous hitting environment here for Eric Thames. So like him a lot against Eric Gibson, uh, Eric Gibson, Kyle Gibson, who uh, gives up a ton of hard contact to lefties, and um, we just we just know that he has the uh, you know has that uh, ability to get ripped apart here by lefties. So Thames could have a huge day here, and I like him a lot. At this price tag of three point eight, probably my favorite point per dollar option at first base is Eric Thames on the slate. And if we're gonna dip down a little bit deeper than that. Uh, there's two value options at first base that I like a lot. Chris Davis being the first one against Chris Smith here. Again, park downgrade in this matchup against uh, the Athletics being in Oakland. But uh, for 3 three k flat, it's just such a cheap price tag for Chris Davis, a guy with lots of pop in his bat, going against Chris Smith. And on the flip side of that matchup, Ryan Healy going against Wade Miley. Uh, Healy had a big game against lefty, uh lefty earlier in the season. Uh, I believe he double-donged or uh, maybe even triple-donged. Put up a lot, a lot of points. I remember that game. And uh, it was against a lefty, and then I looked at his numbers against lefties after, and they're just they're fantastic. So uh, Ryan Healy definitely a, a, a nice off the board play. I think he'll get super low ownership. So to, to sum it up, my best, uh, my favorite point per dollar option here on the slate is probably going to be Eric Dames at first base, and if I'm looking for some value, I'll, I'll drop down to like Chris Davis or Ryan Healy. How about you, Travis?
1: Yeah, so I, uh, man, I really don't love first base today. Uh, and man, it's going to be painful. Uh, I'm going to have to like die again on uh, Eric Thames Hill, man. Uh, this is just awful. Uh, I know there's other people out there that keep rostering him and keep dying with me. Uh, Andy means I, I feel you. I'm sure you had Thames again today, and we just, we got a goose egg again, an odds maker. We, we, we hate the Eric Thames. Uh, but I, I'm probably going to just play him again, right? It's a good spot against Kyle Gibson. Uh, man, it's, it's rough. I'm, uh, I, I keep playing him in these good spots, and he always keeps burning me. But I'm probably going to be back on him again. Um, at least he hasn't had a zero in a while. I guess that's the only thing I can end up saying about uh, him. Well, oh, actually, he had the zero yesterday, so never mind. The game log hasn't updated yet. Uh, but yeah, he's just been painful. Uh, but I'm going to end up playing him again. I think he just seems like a good value play, good exposure to the Milwaukee offense, and it's Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson is bad. Uh, hopefully, Eric Gibbs, Eric Thames is just a little little less worse than. Um, than Kyle Gibson is so hopefully uh, I think Eric Thames I agree good value play here on this slate At uh, some of these guys at the top though. I'm not like a huge fan of uh, Also, you can go to uh, Jesus Aguilar if he's in the lineup. Uh, I could see him Jesus. Uh, being interesting. Yeah, I can see going against him, going him if you want to. I don't think it's a terrible option. Uh, if you want to be different, in Milwaukee stacked, and you don't want to, you know, die with Eric Thames again, uh, you can do that. But uh, yeah, so Carpenter against Hamill. Don't think he's a terrible option to look at. I also, don't mind E five against uh, Blake Snell. Uh, I could see the pair going for a ride here. Obviously, it's a, more of a pitcher's park, but that's a guy that I think you could definitely consider. I don't see myself really paying up here at first. It seems like a spot where I might pay down because again, I'm looking for some of these, uh, looking for some of these more expensive pitchers, and this. seems Seems like a good spot where we could pay down tomorrow. Uh, I know I said I like Danny Salazar, but uh, I don't hate going to Logan Morrison. He's just a guy that has two home run upside that's really interesting, so I don't mind him. And I, I like to Ryan Healy call too, right? I don't think he's a terrible option to play. We definitely have some interest in him. But uh, for me, if I had to pick like two guys, my favorite two, um, give me uh, give me Matt Carpenter and give me uh, Eric Thames. Uh, what about you, Joshua? I'm only limiting you to
2: uh, first basemen. Who you got? I have the exact same two right now as I'm just messing around with some roster construction. Uh, Carpenter and Thames are my top two first baseman on this. Sleep.
1: Yeah, I think that's fine. And we can head up position. But one last guy I just want to note before we get out of there. For only 3K on DraftKings is Chris Davis. Uh man, again, Chris Davis, he's one of those boom bust guys. Uh can be rough, but I mean, when he hits the ball, he hits it far, right? Uh, so I don't think he's a terrible option for 3K. I know it's not the best ballpark for him in Oakland, but uh, this is a good matchup for him. We, I
2: sound, we sound like a broken record, man. We said the same exact things at first base. That's <laughs> yeah, the same thing about Chris Davis. Did you, I didn't hear you say yeah. that.
1: I was, I was probably zoned out looking at other stats. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. No, no,
2: it's good because that means that we're in the same exact page at first base, so hopefully we're right because we're both on the same page here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, first is definitely not loaded like it normally is. So, uh, yeah, it might be a spot where I just keep a tighter court uh, tomorrow. But, yeah, Josh, let's move on to second base. Uh, is there anyone sticking out to you over there?
2: Uh, second base is another tough spot, man. Like, it feels like you're going to have to pay up. Like, Jonathan Scopes, a guy I'd probably have interest in against Chris Smith, but, again, has that park downgrade in Oakland. Uh, both these offenses, you know, would do much better in this. Like, both these pitchers are terrible, Wade Miley and Chris Smith both have the ability to get, like, completely lit up and be complete gas cans, but the issue is uh, it's in that pitcher's park, so that's why I think the run total is a bit lower than we'd, we'd probably see, so uh, so scope, again, you know, have a little hesitance with that park downgrade. Um, Foresight, as much as I said I like Banda as a tournament option, uh, Logan Forsythe is a guy who's just hit lefties so well throughout his career, I believe, uh, let's see, I have, I have the numbers somewhere over here, um, his uh his woba is over 400 against lefties. I know that for sure. And this season specifically, uh yeah this season 405 woba against uh lefties and 175 iso 434 babip against lefties for foresight this season, which is uh, incredible. I mean almost half the time puts the ball in play against lefties. You know he he uh he gets on base, so that's good. Um so I think foresight the 3.1 k is certainly a, a nice solid uh. Value option at second base, you want to go that route. If you're going to pay up, like if I have to pay up here on the slate for uh, for second base, I'll probably just try to find a way to squeeze Altuve in for 5.5. Um, but I think there's also merit going uh, to Paul DeJong here if we're going to complete this. Like I feel like I keep leaning on these Cardinals bats, and it's just because Hamill gives up so much hard contact, and these guys are in a good spot. So uh, DeJong is another guy that I would have um, interest in for sure on the slate. So uh that's about it. I'm going to just try to limit my exposure to that um, just because, uh, you know, there's not a lot to love here at second base. So if we're going to pay up, I would go either Altuve or DeJong. And if we're going to look for some value, I don't mind some Logan Forsythe at 3.1 K that's, that's where I'm at at uh, second base. How about you, Travis?
1: Yeah. So there's guys at the top. I like, right. I just don't I have the money, right? Like uh, Altuve, of course, I would love to play him against a left team Rendon. Um, and that could be uh that could be future mvp jose altuve by the way he's been just having an unbelievable year but uh I, just this guy is just against a lefty you want to have him so if I can get him of course I want him the problem is salary I don't know if I'm gonna be able to Brian Dozier too against Davies, is another good one you have even Jose Ramirez against Snell I don't mind Daniel Murphy if he's in the lineup against Straley I don't think he's a like a terrible option to go to like there's just guys that we could play here but I just like I said I don't know if i have the money uh don't mind the Paul Dijon call but I think I'd rather throw him in at shortstop that's just my personal opinion of what I would probably do uh no but if I had to go cheap right there's uh you know there might be there might be some uh you know cheap guys that I think we can throw in there. The cheap guys I would is if we get a Wilmer Defoe batting second, uh, yeah, sure, I could see myself going him for 3500 You could also slide in um, Adrian Sanchez. If he's batting second again against Australia. it's just cheap exposure to Washington, and I think we're going to want exposure to Washington. Speaking of Washington, we didn't mention Ryan Zimmerman, who crushed the ball yesterday. He's been, uh, you know, he's a
2: guy just figured we should mention again at it's first. It's against pace. the lefty, not Travis. A it's against the lefty. Guy mashes lefties, man. No, Sorry, it's against the righty. It's against Dan Straley. No, I'm saying yesterday it was against the lefty. Against Combin. Yeah, yeah.
1: i I do like, but when Zimmerman's hot, man, like, uh, when he's crushing the ball, I don't care. Like, he's a guy that I want to be on. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, uh, he's been hitting the ball a little better recently. And maybe, maybe this is the hard start of the hot streak. Who knows? But I, I feel like Washington's going to be a team that people want to play. And I just wanted to go back and mention him just to make sure. Uh, but if I had to go cheap again at second, uh, I think it's, like I said, the DeFo or the Sanchez or maybe even like Estrubo Cabrera for some exposure batting second against Velasquez. He's only 3,400. Or I think Jed Lowry against Wade Miley. He's an interesting guy. He might get that uh, bat in third there. Might be some cheap exposure to that Oakland offense. And they match lefty so I could see going him uh, just as like a cheapie to kind of uh, get you by. But yeah, I think it's second base. If you if you don't have the money, there's a couple guys out here you can you know save on. So I just wanted to mention them. But if I could spend up, I would love to spend up because I think Altuve is going to be one of the like, argue, he's arguably one of the top plays on this slate. Yeah, yeah,
2: I can't argue that for sure.
1: Yeah, but uh, so yeah, let's head over to third base, Josh. Uh, and you know, so far we haven't had too many positions that we love. Uh, is third base a spot where you have a lot of guys you love or no?
2: Ugh. <laughs> um. Not really. I mean Ryan Healy's third base eligible, so if you can get him in at first, you can get him in at third if you want to get him in there. Uh, but yeah, uh, Justin Turner I think is gonna be in play here against Banda. Again, Banda's a tournament guy I mentioned, but um I don't I think like that's a very, very rare case that you're gonna use him as an S P two in tournaments, so um I don't think it's a bad idea to get some bats against him, and uh, Justin Turner is a good route to go. If Travis Shaw is back with the team, I had him in in yesterday's slate, and I had to take him out. He had like a family matter he had to handle, so they're not sure how long he's going to be away from the club. But if uh, Travis Shaw is in the lineup and he's back with the team tomorrow, certainly want to get him into my lineups against Kyle Gibson and kind of handcuff him up to Thames, I think that's a good route to go. Um, don't mind some Alex Bregman here against Carlos Rendon. He, his price tag has gone up, though, man. Bregman is almost 5K now, so you're going to have to find some cap to fit him in if you want to get him in there. Um, but I think if you have the cap and if you want to get some Houston sacks in there, Bregman is definitely a guy you want exposure to. Uh, Jose Ramirez, who I mentioned earlier, he's also third base eligible. I think that he's also in play. Um, and uh, Todd Frazier, man, 3.5K uh absolutely went nuts uh yesterday on the, on that slate so looks like he's, he's getting back into form here and fitting in well nicely with this yankees lineup so uh for 3.5k i think he makes a fine value option on this slate and uh i'm interested to see where they're going to go with their base friend don is out here for the nationals because uh i believe that he left the game yesterday let's see uh yeah, or, he left the game. I don't know what oh, no, the he, reason was. But. And he's giving him the day off tomorrow. So there you go. You have it. He's going to be out tomorrow. Um, Manager Dusty Baker said that he's giving Rendon the day off Thursday. So um, it looks like uh, we'll probably have some uh, some Howie Kendrick in there. And uh, I think that Howie Kendrick would be in play on the slate here against Dan Straley. So um, that's, that's about it for me at third base. It just feels like a, a place where if you're going to spend up, you should just correlate to your stacks but uh, if you're going to play some one offs at third base uh, i think Justin Turner um Ryan Healy and um and uh Todd Frazier are are, are not better I'd go Todd Frazier specifically for that value on that price tag and if Travis Shaw is back with the team make sure you get him in there with some themes pair him up together
1: yeah uh if, if Shaw's in there i think he's going to be one of the uh one of the top uh third basemen for me i like him a lot uh, speaking of uh, guys up towards the top here, Justin Turner. Uh, I, I love him tomorrow against band. I think he's in a really good spot. I uh, definitely have interest in him. And of course, uh, you know, a guy like Alex Bregman or even like a Manny Machado. Those, those are great guys. You have the money. Sure. I would love to spend on them, but it's going to be kind of tough too. Uh, that's kind of part of the problem. I don't know if uh, this would be a spot I would definitely be able to spend, but, and there's other guys I think for like below, like I think Turner and Shaw, those are like two of my favorite third basemen If I had to really think about it. Uh, but uh, looking at some other ones, like I don't mind. Uh, again, I, I like Lance Lynn, but if I wanted to get exposure to the Royals' offense, I think I'd do it through Mike Moustakis for only four K. I think he's a guy that you can have some interest in that uh, is a good one-off. Uh, could definitely hit uh, hit Lance, Lance Lynn pretty hard there. Uh, and then uh, you know we already talked about Ryan Healy, but plugging him in at third base so you can uh, you know play guys at first base like a Thames or a Carpenter or some other guys that we talked about. Uh, I think that's a great idea to go Healy at, for thirty five hundred. Uh, definitely a way to save some money. You know, a nice value play. Uh, then we have Logan Forsythe. Uh, you talked about him before at second base, but you can slide him over to third too. But yeah, uh, another position I don't love a lot, but uh, Josh, if I had to pick, my one and two are going to be, or actually my one, two, and three, I'll say are going to be Justin Turner, Travis Shaw, and Ryan Healy. How about you? Who are your one, two, and three?
2: My one, two, and three is probably going to be Justin Turner, Travis Shaw, and uh, just to be, I like Ryan Healy, as I mentioned earlier, but just to be different, I'll go with Todd Frazier. So that, that's where I'm at at third base.
1: All right, well, let's head over to shortstop. Uh, Again, man, uh, not a position I normally love the roster, but uh, there might be some guys today that I think we don't mind. Uh, Josh, who do you like at shortstop?
2: Uh, D.D. Gregorius is a guy that's popping up here for me. I'm kind of feeling like it's going to be a nice spot for him against Estrada. I feel like uh, Estrada's pitch types fit uh, D.D.'s mold well for him to have a good game. Uh, And, of course, it's nice hitters Park here in Toronto, so definitely gonna have some interest in DD for four point two. Uh, DeJong, as you mentioned earlier, you like fitting minute shortstop. Well, here's a good spot to do so. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez, another guy against a lefty, hits lefties really well. Has lots of pop in his bat, so wouldn't mind going there. Uh, I think Corey Seager is gonna get very, very overlooked here um, against a lefty. But if you look at his numbers against the lefty, two sixty six ISO, four thirty eight wOBA, four twenty nine BABIP, which is huge. Uh, 10% walk rate, too. Nice and patient at the plate. Um, And he he gets that park upgrade in Arizona, and his 35% fly ball rate uh, against lefties is something that we could take into consideration. Uh, Only concern is that 23.4% strikeout rate against lefties, but uh, I think that Corey Seager is a very, very nice tournament play here. A nice, fine handcuff, too, if you're going to play guys like Forsyth, uh, if you're going to play guys like Justin Turner or uh, chris taylor i think that it's it's a good uh spot to correlate so i wouldn't overlook Corey Seeger here in tournaments definitely not in cash but i think in tournaments uh there's some merit to be had by playing him here uh semian another guy i think that has lots of pop 3.4 k2 a nice value price tag on him and you get him against the lefty and wade miley so that's about where my interest is going to be at shortstop how about you travis
1: Oh uh, yeah, so I actually don't mind shorts up. I think there's some good plays here, like Marvin Gonzalez for 4,700. I like, uh, I like the Corey Seager tournament call. He's a guy that I would definitely make sure to put in my uh, Dodger stack. So I was stacking up the Dodgers or even mini stack with him. Uh, I also like uh, the price tag on Didi Gregorius for forty two hundred, and that's a cleanup hitter, Didi Gregorius. To you, Josh, because he's been back in cleanup lately, and he's been hitting the ball pretty well. So uh, I- I'm a big fan of Didi. Uh, you know, he's been he's been hitting the ball really well this season, and I've been rostering him a lot. Uh, so I-, I like him here uh, in this spot against Estrada. Don't don't mind getting uh, exposure to him. Uh, but the cheapie to really like is uh, I think uh, Marcus Semien and Struble Cabrera. They're really like the two cheap guys that I think I have the most interest in here for thirty four hundred. And then uh, again, like the, the whole D sanchez thing like i said at second same thing at short i have interest in them as well but uh, i like the semi and the strubal uh, cabrera price tags i think they're uh, good good options too tomorrow if you want to go cheap at shortstop uh but yeah that's about it for short man uh again again uh not all the hitters we love it so uh, we're kind of grasping at straws here it feels like to try and find hairs that we absolutely love right now but uh hopefully the outfield gives us some more luck here josh is there anyone in the outfield that you like
2: Oh boy! I know the more that we're diving into this slate, the more I'm feeling like it's kind of a pitcher slate. And now you know, like just load up on pitching and just try to find some cheap bats because there is some good value options, and there's no priced up options that we're in love with, right? So what do you do in that situation? You just you take the pitching and. Uh, try to find some value on the bats. Uh,
1: yep, I, I think I think I agree. Uh, it was I kind of thought at the start that's how it would end up being, just because I didn't like the pitchers. But uh, I, I I I've been thinking about it, and it's just like the, the the hitters are just not as great as we were hoping, uh, obviously. And uh, you know, looking looking before, I thought that's how it would be. But like the more we've talked about it, it just gets get me thinking that more and more. I just feel like we're gonna have to pay a bit pitcher tomorrow for sure in both spots, and uh, it should be uh should be interesting.
2: Yeah, like I said, it feels eerily familiar to a few nights ago when we had to pay up and just put Sale and Huber in there together, right?
1: Yep, yep, yep. You said it at the start, too, and I had the same feeling, and it just sounds like that for now. But, yeah, what I don't know, man. Outfielders now, uh, is there anyone you like? I think it's more loaded than uh, than, 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 than you would think uh, based on the other positions. So it might be a spot where we can get some good
2: exposure to guys, but who do you like in the outfield? Um, I'm going to start with the Washington outfield. I think that they uh, certainly make sense. Um I think that you could get some Bryce Harper in here and some Goodwin. And Adam Now is outfield eligible on DraftKings for 3.1K. So if he's in the lineup, I think he's a nice, cheap value play, cheap way to get exposure to this huge run total for the Washington Nationals. Uh, moving over to that um, Mets outfield, Jay Bruce is uh, traded That right? He's in Cleveland.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's in Cleveland now, so uh, I'm guessing it'll be Granderson, Conforto, Cespedes in the outfield.
2: One of the, my favorite tweets I saw tonight is that uh, Mets trade Jay Bruce to the Indians for a minor league pitcher with a terrible ERA. <laughs> like so, like you know, people are, don't seem too uh, too happy with the trade, but uh, yeah, you take him out of the mix, it definitely knocks down um, this Mets offense a few notches. He has a lot, lots of power that he brought to this this lineup and um, did really well with runners in scoring position for them to bring in some RBIs. So. You take him out, I still think there's some uh, some interest for me in Conforto. And uh, maybe, you know, Cespedes' price tag is caught up now. It was like under – it was like 3.5K on draftings for way too long. Uh, now it's at 4one So I think he's in play. And I think Granderson's going to step up and do something big here now that, you know, he'll be back in the lineup. So uh, Velasquez's struggles this season and uh, throughout his career have come against lefties. So I, don't, I wouldn't mind going with um, Conforto and Granderson on the Met side of this outfield now uh, – for the Yankees outfielders, I think that um, Brett Gardner's in play. Uh, Estrada, like you said, a five-ball pitcher in a hitter's environment, so definitely something you want to look at. Uh, Clint Frazier, too, and Aaron Judge. The way I'm going to handle these uh, these Yankees outfielders is that if I'm doing a Yankee stack, which I'm not sure if that's the route I'm going to go again. Uh, yesterday it worked out, but uh, if I'm going to do a Yankee stack, uh, I'll, get, I'll get full exposure to this outfield. If I'm not, I'll probably stick to a core of, like, uh gardner dd and uh and uh todd frazier those are the guys i'll have the most interest in outside of just doing a full stack so uh that's where, where i'll be over there um on the other side of the slate if we move down a few games i do like george springer a lot now that he's back gets a nice matchup against rondon uh i remember chris prince our very own beer makers fan here at rotor grinders did a six pack once and he said People really sleep hard on George Springer's numbers uh, against lefties. If you look just objectively, he's one of the best hitters in the league, like top number one hitters in the league uh, against lefties. 302 ISO is huge against lefties. 420 Woba, 324 Babbitt, 12.2% walk rate too, and the guy can steal bases. So you put all that together, he's just a beast of a play on the slate against a lefty. So really like him a lot at 5K and i uh, probably get a good amount of exposure to, to Springer here against Verdone. I'll try to find the cap to get him in. Uh, this entire Milwaukee lineup is in play, as we said, so um, I think that if you're going to do a Milwaukee stack, don't forget to sprinkle in some Domingo Santana uh, and some Ryan Braun, and also don't forget that Eric Thames is outfield eligible on DraftKings. Um, I wouldn't mind some Chris Taylor if I'm going to take any Dodgers outfielders. Uh, 372 Woba and 211 ISO, 410 BABIP. Uh, just his strikeout rate's huge, so I know that it's like a boomer bust option. 27% strikeout rate here against lefties, and Banda does have some strikeout upside, so I wouldn't go too crazy there. But I think uh, my top, the top outfielder I'll have a, a, like a ton of exposure to is just gonna be Nelson Cruz. Gotta go back to the well against the lefty with Nelson Cruz. Guy is just a career lefty masher, so gonna have a lot of Nelson Cruz in all formats on the slate. Think he's one of the top cash game options as well in the outfield. And uh, Chris Davis, by the way, uh, I like Chris Davis a lot against Wade Miley. So, um, oh, and Trumbo, three point five K against Chris Smith, and uh, Mancini's three point four. These Baltimore bats are very underpriced, so you can you know put Trumbo, Mancini, and uh, and uh, Chris Davis in the lineup, and like all three of those guys are under you know 35 K or below. So nice value stack there on the on the Orioles here against Chris Smith. But that's where I'm at on this uh, on the outfield. How about you, Travis? Yeah, so I
1: think there's a lot of plays I like here. Um I think Bryce Harper obviously like against Dan Trilli, I'd want to make sure I get him in my Washington stacks uh, for sure if I'm playing Washington I want to try and get him in there if I can uh, yeah, I love Springer and Conforto at the top here like they're two of my favorite outfielders up here I'm a big fan of them so they're, they're guys I want to get exposure to uh, for sure on this slate uh, Ryan Braun of course I would want to get him against Kyle Gibson if I do do the Milwaukee stacks I don't want to get him don't love him as much as a one-off uh, I'd rather go uh, you know Conforto as a one-off if I had to pick but uh, yeah I don't mind Braun for the, uh, the Milwaukee stack side. I, I love Chris Davis tomorrow. Uh, oh man, recently when I've loved Chris Davis though, it has not worked out, but, uh, man, against the lefty, this is a great spot for him. Uh, and again, it's not the, it's not the best ballpark, uh, obviously in Oakland, but uh, against Wade Miley. I mean, this is a great spot for him. He's got 30 home runs this year. Uh, you know, he's probably got at least 10 more in him. So hopefully tomorrow's one of the days. I like that price tag for 4,200 a lot. Uh, if you get Rajay Davis batting first too, wouldn't mind getting him in there for 4,100. Don't hate that. And your assessment is uh, still underpriced, right? Forty-one hundred—that just seems too cheap. Uh, same with Granderson, right? Forty-one hundred. If he's batting first for the Mets, that could be interesting. Uh, interesting to get him in there, uh, doing those Mets outfielders against Velasquez uh, could be very interesting. Uh, he, I get Jay Bruce being gone does hurt them a little bit, but they still have some really strong outfielders with the Mets. Uh, you know, obviously we we like uh, we like the Astros against Radon, Guys like Beltran, uh, you know, he's the guy who's a guy switch hitter. Uh, he have a good opportunity against uh, Radon, so I don't mind him. Eric Thames, so you can make him outfield eligible and just throw Matt Carpenter in at first if you want, or any other first baseman you like. You can easily do that in order to get exposure to Thames. I like doing that, uh, and like a Dexter Fowler, man, he's a guy that I think is an interesting option against Hamill. I would definitely, uh, definitely be considering uh, Max Kepler. He's a guy that he's a cheaper option for thirty-seven hundred. I know he's a lot cheaper over on Fanduel. Uh, I, I like him. Uh, he's a guy, you know, lefty power, uh, lefty power hitter, and a good lefty uh, power hitting park. I think he's got a really, really good candidate to hit a home run tomorrow. So I'm gonna have exposure to him for sure on the slate uh, and uh, going back to these uh you know the the uh, jason hamill has been getting hit pretty hard uh Gertrick's a guy who like, kind of smashes righties he's been a lot more reverse splits i like gritchick a lot to hit one out i think it's a good spot for him against hamill if he's in the lineup i'll definitely be considering him as a cheap guy maybe just throwing as like a couple one-offs uh, cheap one-offs that uh you know fit in with my stacks that i think can hit a home run so i like him a lot uh there's one more guy down here i was trying to think I thought of, but I, I, am losing who it is. Uh, uh, Josh, how about this? Tell me your three favorite outfielders. Uh, if you had to pick tomorrow to hit a home run, uh, pick one of the top tier, mid tier and low tier. And while you're doing that, uh, I'm going to find this last play. Cause there was a guy I liked and I'm losing it. I don't know why he's, I lost him, but yeah. Tell me your top tier, mid tier and low tier favorite home runs. And then after that, I'll give you mine.
2: It's any outfielders eligible as an outfielder on DraftKings? Uh,
1: What'd you say?
2: It says any outfielder that's outfield eligible in DraftKings. We're going by, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, outfield eligible. All right, we'll go. What top tier is going to be anywhere from what four to five yeah, uh, k, or four point five? Yeah, yeah. We'll go. We'll go
1: four point. We'll go four point five k and above four point five k to three point eight k, and then three point seven k and below.
2: All right, so uh, man, top tier is a toss up for me uh, between Springer and Cruz. Uh, I'll probably go with Springer just because he has the park upgrade. and um, He's been crushing lefties consistently, more consistently, than Cruz this season, even though Cruz's uh, career numbers are better. Uh, So he'll be my top option. I'll go with uh, with George Springer. And uh, my mid-tier option will be Eric Thames. And my value home run will be uh, Trey Mancini. So...
1: Okay, um, yeah, so I I don't know, dude. I can't find this guy that was down here. Um, I don't know who it is, so... Um If I find it, I'll tweet it tomorrow, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just going crazy, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I like, I like your picks out home runs, uh, but uh, I kind of think I like mine a little more. Uh, Again, you said Springer at the top. I'm going to go with Conforto. Uh, I like him a lot tomorrow for 4,700 to hit a home run. Uh, He's a guy that's uh, definitely a decent value to uh, in the outfield uh, compared to some of the other guys. uh, You know, I still think 4,700 is too cheap. He's normally priced above 5k a bunch. Uh, I like Conforto a lot to hit a home run. Um, I talked about him before. I'm going to talk about him here. Uh, Chris Davis, man, he just has huge upside, right? Uh, he's got 30 home runs this year. He's a guy that's going to he's going to hit 40 home runs this year at least, uh, right? He's got more home runs coming in him, and I think his spot against Wade Miley is really good. So uh, I have a ton of interest in him tomorrow uh, to hit a, a home run. Uh, and then if I had to pick uh, my last guy in this tier, I'm going to go with, uh, we'll go with Randall Grichuk. Like I said, I talked about him before. Uh, I like him. And I think the guy that I was actually going to talk about before was Melky Cabrera uh, against Lance Lynn. I like some of the lefties against Lance Lynn. Uh, so, yeah, if I, I think the guy that I was looking at before that I was talking about was Melky Cabrera. So if you want to do like a mini stack of the Kansas City Royals, I don't hate it. Uh, just, but I mainly target like those lefties, uh, against Lynn if I had to, but yeah, Randall Gretchik will be my, uh, below 3.8 K, uh, home run call. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for me for, uh, the home runs, Josh, uh, do you want to head into the stack of the day?
2: Yeah, let's head into the stack of the day. Let's do it.
1: All right, yeah, so if you guys don't listen to the Weekend Grind, uh, we, we kind of do our stack of the day. And yesterday, me and Josh went pretty chalky with our stacks, and they kind of bit us uh, bit us in the butt a little bit. So hopefully we can uh, turn it around here and uh, do a little better with our stack. Uh, but, yeah, let's. Uh, we'll head into the stack of the day. Josh, you want to kick us off with your favorite stack?
2: Yeah, I'll kick us off. So uh, I'm going to go back to the well here with the Brewers. Um, just really, really like this spot for them against Kyle Gibson, especially if Travis Shaw is back. Uh, that makes that makes does make a significant difference to me because I want to get some Shaw here uh, against Kyle Gibson. Uh, Kyle Gibson just you know absolutely gets shredded. If you look here, uh, three forty four will to righties three eighty two to lefties three eighty two will to lefties. So you want to get these lefties in like Thames and Shaw um, and huge ISO too. Sierra pushing five against lefties four point uh, six against righties. And uh, if you look at these numbers here for these righties on this Milwaukee team, uh, 184 ISO, 323, Woba, 316, BABIP, uh I just I feel like this is a good spot for them to to get back on track and have a big powerhouse day, and they get the huge benefit of uh, being at home. Milwaukee is one of the best hitting environments in the league uh, for for hitters in Major League Baseball. So. Uh, That's definitely is a spot I'm going to go back to. Uh, lock me up. I'll put I'll put the Brewers as my top term and stack on the slate. How about you, Travis? Who's your stack of the day?
1: Yeah. So uh, my stack of the day. I think I'm going to head out over to the Dodgers. Uh, don't know what their ownership is going to be, uh, but I, I just think it's a good spot for them. Uh, I'll, I'll load up on them in this spot. They get a good hit. They get a good hitter's park uh, against an inexperienced guy like Banda. Uh, maybe people end up like seeing the gay blog and going after him. And then maybe, maybe the high price tags on the Dodgers uh, keep, keep people off them. Cause I'm thinking maybe with the high price tags, uh, maybe people go to the Astros instead. I don't know. Maybe after they let down, maybe not, but uh, I I just like the Dodgers. I think they're in a really good spot and I want to get exposure to guys like Turner, Bellinger, Seager. And you know, uh, he's a lefty and people maybe don't want to play Seager and Bellinger against a lefty, but uh, I'm not expecting band to be in there for a while. And you know, these guys can hit lefties fine. Uh, so I, I just like loading up on these Dodgers. And you can also be different by, uh, you know, taking some of these guys at the bottom of the order. Like if we had a Kiki Hernandez in there, like you so puig, like, you know, people may even roster them. So uh, I, I like the Dodgers. I think I'm going to uh, pick them as my, uh, you know, pick them as my stack of the day. All
2: right. I like that. I think uh, I think I might have some Dodger stacks out there too, just to hedge life against that, that uh that Nicole, as I made earlier, uh, which I, as I said later on, you know, in the podcast, According to my roster construction builds, I don't think I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go that route. But you know, I just want to clarify when I say a cheap guy like that in a tournament, like a dart, it, there's always gonna be super risk involved. And the reason, another reason why he would be, you know, game theory wise, he makes sense, is because I do think that um, if this Dodger stack does become popular, um, you're you're gonna have a nice little advantage by having um, that hedge, you know, that that uh, leverage play and having uh, Band in there, but that's a whole whole different conversation
1: yeah no i'm uh josh i'm coming at you for making that bandit call if i lose my money on my bandit teams uh it's all your fault and i'm yeah. gonna blame you for
2: it dude you have no idea how many times that happens we mentioned a guy i'm like he's super risky and then i get like a twitter comment like hey you said to play this guy and it's like yeah i also said he was super risky and only in tournaments was he four percent owned yeah well that's why i said that it made sense to play him because he had i thought he had the upside to to you know to have a good game boomer bust options are always going to be boomer bust options and there's always going to be game theory and different approaches to take and we do our best here on the show to make sure that uh we clarify when a guy we think um has high risk or you shouldn't put him in your cash games and you know you know what you're uh, getting when you put him in there when it works out it's huge you know when it works out that's great but uh sometimes it doesn't so uh for that reason uh in cash just to to you know make it clear in cash i think i'm just going to be paying up in the top tier for both my pitchers on the slate
1: yeah no I'm, I'm just messing with you but uh the uh yeah no I think uh it's an interesting slate and if you want to double pay up for pitcher the problem is I don't think you are be able to pay up for uh, these bats so I think it's going to be an interesting slate uh, I think from a term perspective it's going to be super interesting you know you're going to make a decision do you want the the double pay up for pitchers or do you want to get those bats it's going to be fun uh, should be a good time and uh, I get it's not the best slate but uh you know a lot of people might be saying that and uh, don't be negative right just uh, be positive have a good attitude and uh you know do the regular research don't don't get lazy because it's a slate that you don't love right Uh, But I know baseball can be a grind, but, uh, you know, we we just got to keep grinding at it and, uh, you know, keep enjoying it because we uh, we play DFS every day. And we got to always keep in mind it's uh, something fun that we need to enjoy. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Really had a good time uh, talking the podcast with you. So uh, for me, Travis Mangone and Josh Giant, we are out.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all or situations.